0: digital 410 productions proudly presents the what's in your head podcast
1: live from the your company name here studios in Cape Coral Florida it's the what's in your head podcast with your host Gordon and Don Abernathy. what's up what's up what's up og5 it's Tuesday we're live but barely it is the first live podcast from the your company name here Studios and what turned out to be ground two for hurricane ian i don't want to say ground claim zero or one because clearly that was sanibel and fort myers beach but coming in a close to or possibly ground three for the uh, hurricane cape coral florida and as you can see the podcast studio is still in disarray took my green screen down didn't now power for den days had to open the window up one of the cats have been pissing in here so the whole podcast studio smells the lovely smell of female cat urine which i have to say is easier to get out than male cat urine how would i know because i had a bangle cat for many many years and when the lovely loki left us i thought my days of purchasing jackson galaxy's urine be gone was in the past but uh 10 days and uh dirty litter boxes and well behold the podcast studio now smells like a semi-clean letterbox. There's still a fragrance in the air, but it's not as bad as it was three days ago. See, and it smells like a meth den. <sighs> yep. When the flame, when the flamingos pointing left, the, y- the cars full the yards. When the flamingos pointing left, the yards full of cars. There you go. Well, I'm going to um... open this up. I'm going to allow you to ask me questions and kind of steer the show because I've been. I don't know what people who didn't live through a hurricane want to learn about so i'm going to turn the reins over to you i'm going to let you interview me you can ask the questions and i will reply with the answers and we'll maybe get some comments from the uh the peanut gallery and all that good stuff and go from there we'll start off with an easy one
0: going into the hurricane what was your approach was it ah it's an old hat we've done this before this is easy it could be inconvenient, not too bad, or did you uh, buck or buckle down and 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 go chicken little?
1: Well, that in and of itself is kind of a tricky question because you have to take history into account. And I am taking history into account because I noticed there was
0: one thing you did not do this time.
1: Um, this would be my fifth hurricane mm-hmm. in a short 18 years, but I'm only going to count three because only three affected us to the point which... We went a minimum of two weeks with no power, which would have been Hurricane Charlie. Um, Ten days here for Hurricane um, Ian, and 16 days for Hurricane Irma. Now, arguably, Ian was a, obviously, not even
0: arguably, but it was a lot more devastating hurricane.
1: Well, um, NASA... Across a larger swath. NASA posted a photo four or five days ago, and just so happened, one of their satellites was near, as Gordon would say, right over top Hurricane Ian 24 hours or 28 hours before it landed on Sanibel. And at that time, the entire eye was t- 32 miles wide. So 32 miles wide, traveling at 9 miles per hour equals, you're going to get your fucking ass kicked. And that's exactly what happened. But to l- rewind a little bit, to answer your question, and the reason I prefaced this is uh, With the amount of hurricanes I and everybody else in this area who has lived here since 2003, keep in mind, prior to 2003, I don't think a hurricane has hit this area since like 1945. I mean, there's been a few on, obviously, Hugo and Andrew hit on the East Coast, but on the West Coast, it had been a long-ass time prior to Hurricane Charlie.
0: A direct blow, so to speak. As a
1: matter of fact, when we lived in Long Beach, California, and Dad and Melody were looking at plots of land down here, the real estate agent said, don't worry, we haven't had a hurricane in this area since the 60s they always go up and hit above tampa well that's one sales pitch that went out the window after charlie six months later we're down here got dad moved in brand new five thousand dollar privacy fence and it's long gone because hurricane charlie came and so you guys think that the media is crazy during political season you ain't seen shit until you lived in a hurricane area with the weather channel during hurricane season because this is their election night
0: wet dream i mean it's like everything they're waiting for
1: and so you had multiple factors one you have a lot of californians new yorkers illinoisans and anybody else who lived in a closed state during the pandemic who decided they want a little more freedom in their life they all skirted down here post haste and so they're going to you know you you need to get your hurricane update and so most people you'll get a local news but you want that 24 hour update right because you know the local news you gotta catch between, you know, five o'clock at night, seven o'clock at night, or six in the morning, or eleven o'clock at night. If outside mm-hmm. those areas, you're not getting a weather update with the occasional interruption during a commercial break. And so people tune into the weather channel. Now, what do you need to know about the weather channel? All you have to know is they finally got rid of the fucking name because somebody over there wised up. But last hurricane and season. And it called TWC now? No, last hurricane season, they had what they called the Weather Underground.
0: Well, the weather underground is actually more than that. It was a, uh, if I remember correctly, a I domestic terrorist it, group. Part of it, it's uh, <laughs> a know, A lot of group? local weather stations throughout people's properties and whatnot. Well, and prior to
1: that, in the, the '60s and '70s, it was a uh, local yeah, yeah, domestic yeah. terrorist oh. group. But anywho, so when your people are going to the Weather Channel to get their update, Weather Channel puts real intense stinger music behind that update. Just give me this update. I mean, if if the Halloween theme song wasn't copywritten, they would play that. But they're playing clearable scary music in the background. A lot of, a lot of low low bass and a lot of stingers and giving a news update. Blah 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 blah. And so, as the storms getting uh, as as the weeks roll by, it's going to go up and around and going to go to Tampa and it's going to clear us. And so I really wasn't too concerned. And then. As it usually happens, about three to four. Actually, it was that Friday, Thursday. Uh, no, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday before the storm. I started looking which way the wind was blowing. No pun intended. And I, I started gearing up a little bit. I went out on lunch and got me a couple of cases of water, a couple of gallons of drinking water. I uh, went, now went at this to,
0: point, I think you had called me and said, "Holy crap!" The, the the scaredy cats, pretty much, or the people from up north, the new people have. Have drained the store of a lot of the. Yeah, the I went. Stores. I went
1: to Windexy on lunch. And I just got me two pallets of water and a couple of eighty cent gallon jugs, and 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 that was it. And I'm seeing people rolling out with like six, like entire shopping carts full of water. And this was when the the hurricane was still going in Tampa. Once again, you got all the new people down here with the getting shit scared out of them. And of course, as things adjust, oh, well, let's talk about storms. Storms are just going to kill you. Now the Weather Channel, they are happy to show off their technology. And they basically have, and they've had this for a few years, they'll stand on their little little disc of virtual reality, and then they'll have a green screen run behind them, and they start showing the water coming up, and death and decay, death and decay, everything's going to kill you, everything's going to kill you. Now, I understand that they're trying to get a point across, but they're definitely over-dramatizing this. Now you say, well, Don, clearly they were right, look what the fuck happened. You got, like, roughly... 105 people throughout the state dead right now due to storm surge yes At least, yeah. c- correct they were right however the reason those people died is because for the last 20 years every time a storm came it was you're gonna die storm surge gonna kill you and so after 20 years of being evacuated and spending thousands upon thousands of dollars and a storm surge never produced people kind of get a little jaded yeah, it's kind of like that story we learned in elementary school about, about crying boy wolf. Who
0: cried wolf?
1: Yes, and so they overdramatize it so many times. I mean, that's why during Hurricane it's the Channel, who cried death during Ir- Irma, uh, Melody and Dad were here. Uh, the Pine Island Fire Department moved all their vehicles over to fucking Jet Blue South because it was it was a storm surge game, and thank God it never produced. Uh, there was a few areas like in Estero, St. Carlos Park, just low line areas who got. Flood from the rain. It wasn't storm surge. It was just bad drainage, you know, high water, rain, and some, some creeks flooded. And, and, and I had people during Irma, one of my World War II reenacted friends, he was a renter, didn't have renter's insurance. All his German uniforms got fucked up and his house flooded mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So I'm not, I'm not downplaying it. But what I'm saying is the reason so many people did not evacuate is we've been hearing for so many years about the great giant he's going to come shit on us and it never produced. Until... And so, and then I go to Ace Hardware and I pick up a couple of green propane tanks. Now, being the good Floridian that I am, I could easily grab six, eight, twelve. grabbed grab two to leave some for somebody else. Same way I feel about the water-ness in it. And so that was Wednesday. And then Thursday, things started looking a little more sketchy, if you will.
0: Actually, if I remember right,
1: I got uh, my days might be your off. Your
0: days are a little off, so it actually I think Tuesday's when you went out because Wednesday, and the reason I know this yes, is
1: so because, the storm hit Wednesday, right? Correct. So it was
0: Friday. I, I bought the Wednesday water. Yeah, Friday, my, my, my day to relax before I drove back Thursday. Yes, from Montana. And my relaxation was sitting here watching my family get pounded via the weather station. So Friday, I
1: started buying the water. Monday, I went to work. Things started getting a little more sketchy. My boss and his family, they're new to Florida. They've been here for a year and a half. They moved down here from California. My boss, being a smart man and spending his entire life preparing for earthquakes and having a contingency plan, he had already been on the Starlink waiting list for the last year and a half. As soon as he moved down here, he got on Starlink, and he bought a big-ass... Generac generator. Now it's not the permanent home generator, but it is a big enough portable generator that has an eye hook, and you need an engine hoist to put it in the back of your fucking truck. It's a monster.
0: Yeah, he probably got a cam lock connection. He to was the going
1: house. through. Yes, he did. He was going through thirty gallons of gas a day. So anyhow, so Monday. Phew, com-
0: that's better than some. That's actually not bad. Monday really rolls
1: through, bad. and we start seeing the way things are going, and mm-hmm. so. We send out some emails to our clients telling them to unhook their equipment, you know, shut down computers properly before closing up, unplug their switches and UPSs from the wall in case there's any lightning strikes to save their equipment. And we kind of picked all our stuff off the floor and we said, hey, uh, let's go ahead and shut things down. Let's go home and prep our houses because this thing might, it might hang all right. And so I came home, put up my shutters, um, bought some food. This and that and the other thing. And um, Tuesday morning, I finished up my preparedness and I went fishing, as you guys saw in my YouTube video. Yeah, prepared except for one thing. Day before. And so, what Gordon's alluding to is during Hurricane Charlie, as I said, my dad just paid five grand for a vinyl privacy fence, and that was 18 years ago. So, um, he lost his fence during Charlie. And lost some screens. But he got lucky. That was pretty much it. Maybe a couple shingles here and there. And after his deductible, his insurance cut him a fat check for $125 and dropped him like a hot tamale. Kicked him down to a subsidiary. Thanks, Allstate. He had been with Allstate where every house car he had ever owned in Ohio, Texas, California, and Florida never filed a single fucking claim. Files a claim on a $5,000 vinyl uh, privacy fence and a new screen and for his lanai and gets $125 and then dropped. Who was the comedian a long time ago who did the Allstate kind of
0: deal, but it was a turd in a fucking hand? Because that's pretty much how that ended up.
1: And so he paid out of pocket, had the fence put back up after labor and parts. It cost him about another $3,000. And then the next hurricane came, which I think was Ivan. It wasn't destructive per se, but high winds, fence blew down, lost parts of the fence, had to pay to have it put back up. Hurricane Wilma comes along, rinse and repeat. This time, the fencing guy said, hey, after he reassembled Dad's fence, he said, let me show you something. Now, the way these vinyl privacy fence ha- happen is you have a bottom parallel and a top parallel, and then you have vertical slats. The top and bottom parallel have two tabs on each side, and basically you, you lock it in, slide over, lock it in. Mm-hmm. And so what they showed him is you get yourself a hefty C-clamp, and squeeze it in the right spot. You can push the tabs in, slide it over, lift it up, unclamp it, and take the whole fucking thing apart. Save himself some money in the future. So during Hurricane Irma, we took his fence down and my fence down, stacked it up, and put it in our garages, which took about four and a half hours per fence. It's a lot of fucking work because even oh, yes, if, it is. even clamping that, it's not like a, okay, squeeze. No, it's squeeze up, oh, slide it up, squeeze, slide. Uh, uh, Gotta find a sweet spot, right? And it, between me, dad, Katie, and Carrie, it took us about three and a half to four hours in hot fucking sun. So it's a lot of fucking work. Now, at this point, I have this vinyl fence. My neighbor to the left behind my house has the vinyl fence, and the neighbor two doors down has a vinyl fence. What does that mean? It means the guy in between us got a free fence. All he had to do was patch the easements, which he never did or put on it own gates. And so we didn't take down the fence. Carrie has a blown-out knee, as you guys know. Um, I blew out right. my knee prior two days prior because my water heater went out again. More story yeah, I did in the notice later. in the video that you were gimping along with a knee brace. Yeah, so my when I bent down to try to figure out why we lost hot water two days before the storm, after I just replaced all the coils, I heard a nice tearing sound in my knee. And so Carrie's Carrie can't barely walk, and she... Had came down with what we thought was strep throat, so she's laid up in bed with strep throat, a blown out knee. I got pert <laughs> near blown out knee, and we still weren't 100% sure where this fucking storm was going. Now, if you're a spaghetti everywhere, right? If you're a fan of the uh, YouTube channel, thank you guys so much. And if you watch the video, you can see that the two days, be- the day before. I actually said that I have a feeling this thing's going to do a pull of Hurricane Charlie and hang a hard fucking right, which it did. And if you watch that video, you can see my fence. We, living through five hurricanes, the scariest part about living through a hurricane is not knowing what the fuck is going on outside. Right. And so our lanai, or I guess covered porch, it's really not a lanai per se, but it's it runs the whole length of my back house. And so you have double sliders in my living room. Then you have a single slider in my bedroom. It's kind of like an L shape. And so our mm-hmm. bedroom would be on the short end of the L. The living room on the long end of the L. And Sariana's windows on the other end. So we put panels up on everything but the short end of the L, i.e. the sliders in our bedroom. And the storm, you know, we're seeing, oh, it's, it's going to turn for us. Shit. Um, start getting a few things out, getting the candles out, getting the lamps out. Get my mess tins out, um, situating some stuff. The thing hits around twelve thirty Wednesday afternoon. Our power goes out at one twenty, which I wasn't surprised because our power goes out around here if a fat man farts in the wind hard enough. Because our infrastructure is just weak; it's just the way it is. So the power goes out, and we're watching this storm. And we're watching our fence and you can see one panel's gone and I stopped recording because I was waiting and then it cuts back and five panels are gone. And so throughout the day, a very long nine hours. once again, this thing was 32 mile wide traveling. actually by the time it hit land, it dropped from a speedy nine miles an hour down to like a seven and a half. And at no point did the eye ever pass over where I live. So it sounds like you rode the eye all the way around, the wall. And you say, well, that's a good thing, right? Well, yes and no. The eye, <laughs> being 30 miles wide, is basically, um, its if you guys remember the movie Twister, when they're in the eye, things stop. The breeze cools down, the sun comes out, and you think the storm's over. You get a little temporary reprieve. If you're in a boxing match... It's kind of like in between rounds. You can take a little breather and maybe take your dog outside, take a piss. You can go outside and maybe pick up the thing you forgot that's flying across the yard, check on damage, maybe make the last few adjustments. That never happened where I live. From 1230 until 945, it was just constant
0: whoop-boom, whoop-boom.
1: And to give Sariana credit, at certain point, she's like, that's ba- That's like a tornado. And I kept getting noise, It's not a tornado. It's a fucking hurricane. But there was a point where all of us, and I've never experienced this during a hurricane, our heads felt like they're being squeezed by a vice. Like we we're in an airplane at 30,000 feet on the <laughs> so descent. This is
0: barometric pressure. Overall, hold her nose.
1: And- Squeezing. And then and, um, Carrie's brother texts us during the storm, saying he's got water leaking into his ceiling. Now, for anybody who knows anything about homes, when you're already having water drip through your drywall, you got a big fucking problem. Because that means the water is coming through your roof fast enough yes. that it has already soaked all of your insulation. It has already gotten past your AC unit and is already coming through your roof. And so I did a quick run through my house, on my ceilings with a flashlight. By this time, it's already dark. And uh, make sure I have no water coming through. And Sarah, I was like, I think I just heard a tree break. I'm like, what the fuck. Well, I don't know what we can do about it. Power's out. And then we start hearing kaboom on, on the, my side of the house outside my bathroom. Kaboom. Kaboom. Carrie's like, what is that? I'm like, that's the gate. That's the gate to the privacy fence. Slammed against the fucking house. Kaboom. for About 20 minutes and then it stopped. Well, there goes the gate. Fucking yeah. ripped. Disintegrated. Um, and so... We're sitting by the slider. I'm starting to see the slider flex a little bit. I'm like, fuck, I should have put the panels up. Should've put the panels up. And you hear me say to Carrie in that video when we're looking at the fence, she's like nose up to the window. I said I said, back away from the window. One of those panels comes through this window. We're fucked. Absolutely. And uh there was one um did go through our screen, blew a nice hole in it. But uh so you say, Don, what do you do for nine hours when you're listening to your roof fly apart and tree snapping and
0: Lose your mind.
1: No, we uh, played a couple games of uh, Yahtzee, taught the kid how to play chess, taught her how to play mm-hmm. solitaire. We basically distracted her to keep her calm. But there was times I started hearing, Krush! I'm like, oh, there goes my fucking roof. Fuck. And so I text Gordon, who's in Montana, as he previously explained, and I said, well, actually, we went on Amazon and looked up tarps. Oh, there's a two-pack for 25 bucks, and you hit add to cart and no internet. Oh, fuck because towers are being knocked down. everybody's no, everybody, As soon as everybody's power goes off, that means they're no longer on no the Wi-Fi. Everybody's now using the cell services. So the cell towers that are still up, not to mention your signal is being blown halfway to fucking Cuba. <laughs> and so right. we kept trying to order. And so I text Gordon. I said, do me a favor. Go on Amazon. Order me two of these tarps. I'm listening to my roof fly off right now. I've been through enough of these to know that you will not be able to find a blue tarp in this state for the next six months. And, uh, of course, I have bad signal and so when i'm texting him i text him but my messages don't get to him till about three to four or five minutes apart or sometimes they mass send and so he gets annoyed saying settle the fuck down i'm ordering them give me that and i reply no it's not me it's just i sent these five minutes together They're just coming to you now and so he ordered them and um uh, we're just sitting there watching shit fly through the yard and um the wind cooled down enough that we were able to go outside real quick and then picked right back up. But long story short, um, the hurricane the hurricane in and of itself is not the hurricane experience. See, hurricane experiences from the time the hurricane hits to the time you get your, your, your utilities back. Because that's, I mean, it's, let me put in the caveats. Obviously, if you're one of the people who lost their homes due to flooding or wiped off completely off the map, it's a different story. But for the people who were lucky enough to get through this with some missing roofing tiles, a leaky roof, a missing fence, a damaged car, missing tree, for people who didn't lose their entire homes, the hurricane experience isn't over until you get your power back. Um, Yes. Sunday, Sariana and I went swimming down at... Alani Kai. We usually go to Sanibel, but, you know, she said, well, let's go to Fort Myers Beach. We never go to Fort Myers Beach. So we went out behind Alani Kai and went swimming and behind the cottage. And then we wrapped it up, went down to the, walked down, walked on the pier and then ate ice cream at the Dairy Queen and they had their windows open and. Kind of in a screening area but the screens opening. this birds flying in, still French fries and laugh. laughing. I was I didn't say this out loud, but I'm sitting there thinking, wow, we're we're making memory, short remember this forever. Little that I know, short Sunday, Monday, two three and a half days later, the fucking place wouldn't exist anymore. That entire all Dairy Queen is nothing but a concrete slab. It's all the, the, the pier's gone. Nothing but pilings and a few the whole whole goddamn place is knocked off the earth.
0: Yeah, if I remember right, I saw a video of the inside of the first floor of the Lonnie Kai and there's nothing left.
1: Um, Now, granted, I lost power, so I hadn't seen any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So the storm ends. We walk outside. It's now 10 o'clock, it's dark as shit. But we knew our fence blew away and we knew that our neighbor's fences blew away. And so Carrie and I respectfully gathered up all the fence pieces out of our yard in the field behind us, but we kind of we kind of do the, try to do the respectful math, try to figure okay, which maybe those pieces probably belong to our neighbor. So we, we put our fence pieces on the lanai. To be a little honest, there was some concern that maybe someone would get to there before us and st- take some of ours. The whole thing being is if we're going to rebuild this thing, the more parts we have, the less it's going to cost us to rebuild this fucking thing. We're going to right. pay for labor, but hopefully pay less for parts because it comes down to basically every, between each post is roughly between $95 to $100. And I got 13 panels. So do the math. Without labor, you're looking at $1,300 in parts. Just in the panels, not the post. Three of the posts completely snapped in half. Some of them are super weak. So um, lost some shingles. Palm tree did snap in half. Lost one of my palm trees. Um, Both our cars paint damaged severely from singling tiles. And keep in mind, I still had not no power, no TV, I have no idea about Fort Myers Beach, no radio, nothing about Sanibel. And my neighbor to the right, after living through Irma, he got himself a Generac generator, but not a home whole, whole home generator, just a, a pretty big, hefty, portable one that they mounted to the slab and chained it up, and it was behind his privacy fence. And I will say, he has these, they're not palm trees, but they're palm bushes that run along his privacy fence that grow up to give him privacy, he has a huge tree, mm-hmm. outdoor kitchen, and um, the neighbor behind him has some similar bushes along there. Their privacy fences did not get knocked down because of those trees, those bushes, took the brunt. They were basically wiped clean, but what I'm getting at is once I rebuild my fences, I'll probably be planting similar bushes along mine for future right. endeavors. But because he had a generator and he was riding a 16 days without us during hurricane Irma he had enough and so he said hey you want you have a generator i'm like no he's like well here run this into your house actually he, he first he he tried to hook me up with a male to male adapter we we're going to plug it into one of my outlets and feed that circuit but it didn't work and it's right. dangerous
0: it's called backfeeding by the way
1: and so and and but i was like well Thank you. And so I ran a wire in there, and I plugged in some fans and a UPS and the TV. And I did the, the old trick of cutting the network cable, which I have plenty of it. And I skinned the shield off, and I stuck it in the coax jack, and that got us one TV station, NBC. And I posted a video on net, on, YouTube, on Facebook, which took forever. And and then he took my garden hose, and he just so had to have a female plastic adapter. as a female... With a nipple, and you slide it in. We cut my male end off my garden hose, slid his adapter in, put hose clamp on it. And because he had power, his water pump worked. And so we took my garden hose with the female end, now two females, plugged it from his his water faucet to mine, and he backfed my plumbing, too. So this guy saved our ass. He gave us electricity, at least for our phones a TV, and some fans, and now we have the ability to flush our toilets without having to dump water, because I filled my bathtub up like I did with Irma, and take cold showers, which was a huge help, and uh, the next day, I, he's like, do you need anything, I so said, I might need some ice, he's like, why isn't your refrigerator plugged in, I said, will your generator handle, it? oh, yeah, okay. So I went and my job because once again the guy's giving me a, a, a cord. He has it plugged into a single outlet in his garage. I didn't want to overload his system. I'm just trying to be, you know, courteous. I don't want to take advantage of, you know, overload guy. So now we have a refrigerator plugged in. We have two fans plugged in, one oscillating fan on the birds, a box fan in my bedroom, a TV, and a UPS to charge our phones. Cool. Turn on TV and see footage of Fort Myers Beach, Sanibel, and Pine Island, to which point I said I will not post any more videos complaining about my fucking tree and or my gate on Facebook. I bet you
0: felt like you could, should I just go take those old ones down? No,
1: <laughs> I, I left it up. Um, I don't want to get too much into it, but uh, my dad sold his house in Cape Coral three months ago, bought a place about a mile and a half from Sanibel. Which and,
0: I think where his house lies was actually pretty darn close to ground zero for the hurricane.
1: And because he just got it technically within hurricane season, insurance companies being insurance companies, they said, fuck you, we're not giving you flood insurance. Call us off a season. Well, he's one of the people who got four feet of water in his house. So not only did he lose his home, he also lost his trailer that he pulled behind his truck when he did his band stuff. Lost his lighting. He... The dudes, he just spent a year programming. He has stage lights. Mm-hmm. Just spent a year programming them to every single set list he had with every single band. Lost three high-end pianos, like a 30-channel mixing board, all his lights, his Les Paul, all everything. He fucking lost everything. But, um, so, I trust me when I say I understand the people who lost everything, because it... I get it, but I don't want, you know, air his his private stuff out more than I just did. So we trust me, we get the fact that people lost everything.
0: Yeah, that one hits a little closer to home.
1: And so back to our closer. our shenanigans here. Um start cleanup. What do you do? You just look around and say, fuck. Start picking up fencing tiles, picking up Tile shingles, my neighbor to the left, his five year old kids walking through my yard and stacking up tile shingles for me. Didn't even, you know, just I posted a TikTok two days ago saying if there was a way to replicate this without people losing everything they have, costing them financially, maybe I don't know, maybe every city just needs to shut off their infrastructure for two weeks at a time. Um, it's a great reset with the exception of fucking looters, but there really wasn't. It's as, as bad as shit got down here, I think there's only been like seven looters arrested. But prior to this, you know, if you guys are into politics, you hear people say, oh, I wish we can get back to nine twelve. You know, nine twelve, the day after nine eleven, everybody politics was set aside, everybody. That's what it's been like down here for the last ten days. And I've said this before, you will not never talk to your neighbors in Florida unless you have a hurricane. Um, obviously my neighbor to the right was taking care of me. Um my new neighbor across the street who was renting that house at Seoul while he's building his house. While, now that I have a refrigerator, I'm taking gallon bags of uh, Ziploc bags, filling them with water, putting them in my freezer, making ice blocks. I'm freezing the gallon jugs of water that I bought four days before, turning them into ice blocks. Any bottled water we drink, any soda we drink, Gatorade. Powerade, which by the way, Powerade, not a bad drink, but you guys really need to get down on your promotions. You want to know which products don't sell? Go to Publix during panics buying when every bottle of water is gone, every bottle of Gatorade is gone, but there's 38 bottle cases of fucking Powerade sitting by. That means your publicity guys aren't doing their job. I mean, literally. Everything Aren't they owned with, by Coke, yes, which is shocking. And like I said, it's good, it's not bad stuff, it don't taste bad. It's just they they just don't have the name recognition Gatorade. Does. So, all the Gatorade's gone, all the bottled water's gone. Um, plenty of power to be had. Um, and you can see other products the same way. So, anyhow, I'm freezing products, taking them to my neighbors, um, mm-hmm. helping, out, helping out the ones my neighbor to. I asked the neighbor to the left of me if he needed anything, he said no, because his neighbor to the left of him as a generator ran power Mm -hmm. to his house. So everybody with generators were running the core to their neighbors, doing cleanup stuff. Um, 10 long days without power. Could be worse. Could have been 16. Um, Our infrastructure is so weak that last Sunday night it started thundering and our power went out seven times. Oh, wow. And people on my Facebook and TikTok said that they got power back after the storm, but after the little thunderstorm on Sunday, they lost their power and had to get their generators back out. Uh, got up to ninety five today. I will say, luckily, during those ten days post storm, it was eighty five degrees every day. Got down to sixty two at night. So compared to Irma, it was not fucking bad. Irma was a goddamn nightmare because of the heat. It was hot. Um, we had a generator after day eight that a listener of Stan Handy let me borrow. We had a swamp cooler, brought our house down to a cool eighty nine degrees. That's how fucking hot it was. So this year. If you're lucky enough not to lose everything, if you're in the camp, we were. We lost some tiles, some roof, and you had a minimum amount of electricity and some cold showers. It was kind of like camping, really. I mean, I don't want to downplay it, but for those of us who didn't lose everything, it cold showers sucked, but for those of you who like to take cold water plunges, you're used to that. Now, I do have the benefit that I am a World War II reenactor, and I spend my weekends in the wintertime camping voluntarily. And I have two mess kits. You crack this bad boy in half, and you got two plates. So we were eating off the two mess kits instead of using up dishes. I have my propane cook stove that I made for my roller War II reenacting, so I was cooking on that. Um, I have a big charcoal grill that I didn't use, but I had the little portable one we have from when we used to borrow Dad's camper. I use that to save on charcoal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I had a half a bag of, I bought a tr- bag of charcoal before the storm came and but I could not find lighter fluid anywhere. Now I have not grilled out in about 2 years but I had a half a bottle of 2-year-old lighter fluid. does it still work? Yes, but we've all been spoiled by the majesty of matchlight charcoal. And so when you've been using matchlight charcoal or propane for the last 10-12 years, you forgot the doldrums and how bad it sucks to get old school charcoal to light and how much lighter fluid it requires.
0: Hey, I need to pause if you can continue. i got to take these dogs downstairs. I think they got to use the bathroom and sure. I'm gonna leave them down there. So I will be right back. And so what I, I
1: did that. to My save on upside charcoal. Down, just not as
0: much as you guys right now. It's
1: so what fine. I did to save on charcoal is I walked across the street to the trash pile uh-huh. to where all the vegetation was. And I got some branches, some sticks, some stems. I wish he would have muted his microphone before yelling at his dogs, but whatever. And I basically made a kindling pile in the bottom of my grill. And I'm just going to mute his mic. And so I made a little kindling pile in the bottom of my grill, got that thing going with a bare necessity of lighter fluid, got the flames up big enough, and was able to use my charcoal... And save the lighter fluid sparingly. Um, Grilled out a lot of hot dogs, um, sausages. I had my propane stove that allowed us to make pancakes. The neighbor, Matt, was coming over. We were giving him ice bottles of water, um, making ice for him. He would come over. And after about day three, I think Publix, bless their souls, Publix opened up. And actually, Carrie's mom came over on day three. Um, Just to get out of her house. She heard we had some power. Came over here to charge her phones. And we decided, hey, well, let's go for a ride. Take a look at the town. See how bad it is. And so we were driving around. And we said, well, let's go by Dad's old place to see how it fared. The place he sold. And interestingly enough, it didn't have a single scratch on it. That place fared fine. But there's a Publix across the street on the corner of Burnt Store and Pine Island Road. And as we're driving down, Sariana says, I see people with grocery bags. Now I'd seen all the cars in the parking lot, and I just assumed those were the residents of Pine Island and Matt Lachey who maybe thought ahead about Storm Surge and located their cars off the island and parked in that Publix to, to preserve their vehicles and to keep them out of Storm Surge. But she was adamant that she saw people walking out with bags. And so we pulled in the Publix, and lo and behold, the Publix was open and there was a line. And it was a long line. Think of like 1980s Russia shopping for bread. So we said okay. So we hopped in a line, and it went quick. We were in and out. And you can see clips of this briefly in the YouTube video. And we were in and out. We were able to get soda, bread, some more hot dogs, some sausages, and hamburgers. And so we got the essentials. We made it home. And so we did a lot of cooking on the propane stove and on the, on the charcoal stove. And as you left, Gordon, I was explaining how I preserved lighter fluid by making kindling piles out of the dead vegetation across the street, getting a fire going, and then putting the charcoal on top of that. Now that's, that's the smart way to do it. And so sure. a lot of a lot of street, uh, a lot of driveway cooking, um, cleared, went and cleared some houses, um, some neighbors. My buddy Zach and Rusty, they, they had award, literally award-winning lawns for Florida indigenous wildlife, and their trees fell over, had to go help him. But long story short... It, uh, 10 days, no power, no internet, got our internet back late last night. So the, what's the skill, podcast couldn't kick off. And so here we are. <laughs> here we are. Any other questions?
0: No, there's a few. I just, I don't know. I, my mind was going through, especially with everything dad may have been going through and not knowing, uh, what the condition of his place was and, and not being able to get a hold of him. But, uh. Yeah, dude, it just doesn't sound fun. I'm sorry. No, it's not fun. I'm not a fan of uh, the humidity there. I'm not a fan of all the bugs there. It's funny, every time we go down there, Katina gets eaten up with something. You know, it's funny
1: that you mentioned that because before our power got turned on, the first thing that got cleaned up is they came by with the big scooper truck and cleaned up all the vegetation. And the trash ran. It was a couple hours late, but it ran on time. And then when I was sitting out at night, uh, usually they fly a Vietnam-era Huey over to spray for mosquitoes, but they're actually flying brand-new planes, and you can see the mist coming out. So they're spraying for mosquitoes, getting ahead of that. I didn't see one in the daytime, but I'm pretty sure I saw them at night. Verizon took a pretty good hit down here, as they did with the other storm. It sounds like T-Mobile may have been the, the best carrier down there. And word on the news was that Verizon was flying drones to, A, get damaged footage and to act as range extenders. So they were actually flying drones that were boosting the Verizon cell signal.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And that's good that they've thought ahead of time. I'm I'm sure they've got those things posted up in various locations throughout. I wouldn't have expected it, though. Now, if they're DJI drones, that may be a problem now because they've been (laughs) They've been blacklisted.
1: (laughs) <laughs> the most popular drone in the world. They own 76% of the market for residential drones. You know who number two is? At no. 4%? So for those of you following along at home, the leading residential drone market holds 76% of the market. Number two only holds four, and that's Intel. I didn't
0: know Intel so DJI made DJI used the Mavics, right?
1: Yeah, and they're Chinese-based. Now, let me rewind a little bit. Also, being a World War II reenactor, I got the caught out because... Mm-hmm. We opened up all the windows, but the fans were in our bedroom. So Sariana slept in my bed with Carrie, who, as I said earlier, thought she had a uh, strep throat. And I slept on the cot with my Glock, much like I did during Irma in front of the open door. Cot Glock? Because when the power goes away, looters come out to play. Luckily, I didn't have to worry about that, but I did sleep with my Glock and my cot. Um, Carrie's voice, her throat got so tight, and she couldn't even open her mouth. Finally, four or five days after the storm, she went to urgent care while I was at work, working on my boss's house. And they scared the living shit out of her. Oh, God. What life-threatening illness did she have now? Uh, they thought that she had a an oh, abscess, yeah. abscess in no her fun. throat that was going to need to be drained.
0: Yeah, I've had some abscess in some different spots. And so they gave her a shot,
1: two shots in the ass, and they scheduled her an appointment with an ear, nose, and throat doctor, which ironically, my new business, that makes up 75% of our clienteles are ear, nose, and throat doctors throughout the country. And so they scheduled that appointment the next day along with a CAT scan. Mm-hmm. So we went to the ear, nose, and throat doctor, and by this point, the shot in the ass plus the, um, shot, the steroid and the um, antibiotic – Kind of going pretty good. The ear, nose, and throat doctor looked down her throat and said, you don't need a CAT scan. I'm going to give you he saw what antibiotics they prescribed her. He said, hold off on those for three days, take these for three days, and then go back to theirs. And if you're still feeling kind of fucked up next week, give me a call. But she's doing better. So not only did she have a blown-out knee, but she had to live through the hurricane in at least six days, no power, no air conditioning with an infected tonsil. (laughs) But that's all cleared up now, and so, um, and my my knee, it's feeling a little better. Um, I did get my internet back late last night, and I did get on my my bicycle, and uh, actually I went for a thirty, I went for a ten mile bike ride with my daughter and my neighbor um, before we got our power back, and then last night I jumped onto my my uh, wannabe Peloton.
0: It's interesting. You're talking about the company you work for and how you all mainly do uh, your nose and throat. The, our IT company, formerly known as Las Vegas Med IT, was bought by another company like that called uh, Healthy Technology Solutions.
1: Well, if you need a new service provider, we can help you. Yeah. So. It's funny if it's you guys. but uh, <laughs> um, A little non-hurricated related news while I was kay. away. They die in threes. And the third one just announced tonight. Who is it? Do you know who the first two were?
0: Nope. I have not been paying attention to the news because every time I turn on the news, it's <coughs> I'm all I'm not going to say ads. this is
1: in sequential order. This is just in the order which I have. Coolio! Wait, wait, wait. I think I do know who the first one is. Who? Uh, rapper. Coolio. Gangster Paradise yes. rapper dead at a young 59. Coolio, the 90s rapper who lit up the music charts with hits like Gangster's Paradise and Fantastic Voyage, has died, his friend and manager Jersey Posey told CNN he was 59. Posey said Coolio died Wednesday afternoon. Details and circumstances were not immediately available. We know what that means. Oh, which, by the way, um, when I did get power back before I got the cable back, just so happened my. Four-season box that a WKRP in Cincinnati was delivered that I ordered two weeks prior to the storm from eBay. So I've been watching the shit out of that show before I got my TV back. When contacted by CNN, Captain Eric Scott of the Los Angeles Fire Department confirmed the firefighters and paramedics responded to a call at the 2900 block of South Chesapeake Avenue at 4 p.m. local time for reports of a medical emergency. When they arrived, they found an unresponsive male and performed resuscitation efforts for approximately 45 minutes. That's not a good sign. The patient, quote, was determined dead just before 5 p.m., Scott said. An autopsy performed on Coolio Thursday did not reveal the cause of the manner of Coolio's death, and further investigation will be conducted. I have a feeling he took the DMX route. Hmm. 59, you're a little old to be doing hardcore drugs, allegedly. We don't know his case. We just know that's what DMX died from. Quote, he touched the world, gifts, and his talent and will be missed profoundly. Thank you to everyone worldwide who listened to his music and everyone who has been reaching out regarding his passing. Please have Clio's loved ones in your thoughts and prayers. You can read the rest of that story. Just Google it. What are you listening to, fella? Uh,
0: I'm just watching my dog, seeing what the hell they're doing.
1: So, number two on the list shortly after. Let
0: me guess. Let me guess. Yep. Angela Lansbury.
1: Loretta Lynn, country music star, symbol and rural resilience, dies at 90. Her powerful voice, playful lyrics, and topical songs are the model of generations of country singers and songwriters. So what's Angela, her life story?
0: did pass away on October the 11th today.
1: Once again, um, yeah, this was October 4th that Loretta Lynn died. Uh, mm-hmm. Nashville Loretta Lynn, the country singer whose plucky songs were inspired by life stories that made her one of the most beloved American musical performers of her generation, died on Tuesday at her home. In Hurricane Mills, Tennessee, she was 90, so there's nothing much else to talk about there. And then, as reported tonight before I went on the show, Angela Lansbury died at 96. She died of well being 96, so those are your, your yeah, three. at that
0: point, you're just dying of old age. I yep. don't care what they say. Yeah, she died of cancer, she was 96. She's already outlived her the average lifespan of a female, which is longer than us. I think they suck the energy out of us sometimes, yeah, some and uh, right you here. know.
1: Yeah. I have often said if my credit score, if I could mortgage a house based on my PayPal ratings, I would be a fucking billionaire. Well, that may mean nothing nowadays because PayPal apologizes for policy notice saying users could be faced with a $2,500 fine for misinformation. What? Yeah, now they're back feeding. Payment service. You
0: know who owns them now, by the way? Well,
1: oh, they own Venmo.
0: Well, they're also part of Venmo. I know their credits through Seter S- or whatever the they're called. It the wasn't,
1: that was originally um Homeboys. It was originally first.
0: part of eBay.
1: No, before that it, it was, was originally Elon Musk yes, that was main his.
0: company, yes.
1: PayPal service. I'm sorry, payment service, PayPal apologizes. That's a lot of Ps. PayPal service. Payment service PayPal apologizes for publishing a policy. Say that 18 Holy times. Holy, pop your P's, serv- Payment service PayPal apologizes for publishing a policy change that would subject users to a $2,500 fine for misinformation because, after all, Big Brother is now Big Tech.
0: Why not just add Peter Pack a pack of pickled
1: peppers. Peter so Parker picked a pack of pepper pickles while payment service PayPal apologizes for publishing policy changes that would affect users for a twenty five hundred dollar fine for misinformation. The company said it had published an acceptable use policy, or AUP for you nerds out there, in air. Bullshit, PayPal, because I'm sure thirty-eight people looked at that, including your fucking lawyers. But anyhow, I digress. And that PayPal is not. Finding people for misinformation, and the language was never intended to be inserted into our policy. Hmm. Okay. Sure. This whole. Now. Hold on. Let me finish the story, then we can beat That's PayPal again. It just irritates me. PayPal, whose stock is PYPL at a one point six nine percent, was also owned by Venmo Payment Service. Did not respond to other questions from MarketWatch. PayPal stock dropped 6% in early trade, as has now slumped to 55% this year. Um, boypo- boycott PayPal was trending topic on Twitter over the weekend. The PayPal controversy is one of many which have riled up conservatives who feel they are unfairly targeted by big tech companies. GoFundMe, for instance, seized donations in support of the Canadian truck protest over the COVID policy. Privacy has been cited as major concerns. But long story short, what the agreement policy said was that it long, basically is if PayPal had determined that you have a site that uses their services and your site is publishing misleading or misinformation on your website, tweets, or whatever, that they would just automatically take $2,500 out of your fucking bank account. As a so day. who
0: determines what's misleading misinformation. Because a lot of the stuff that was deemed misleading during COVID has actually come out to be uh, factual.
1: Um, The big tech people who tend to be left-leaning progressive who listen to the talking points coming out of the Democratic and Progressive Party is a short answer.
0: Well, I'm going to plug a Joe Rogan show today. One Tulsi Gabbard was on it. Yeah, she just stepped down from the Democratic Party. Yeah, and I think it may have been the show she announced it on, or her own, but uh, she was uh, talking about how Well, let's just put it this way. I listen to different news sources. I listen to CNN. I do NPR. do Fox. I don't do them a lot, just when there's some certain things that interest me and I want to find out all the sides before I make my decision. Mm -hmm. And what she did say I I do think is uh, quite accurate. Uh, She says on Fox, at least – when the Democrat, when Democrats are on Fox, they let them speak their mind. They don't clown them. They don't talk them down. They don't shout they them down. But when a Republican goes on CNN, it, it's uh, basically just a, a, a firing squad. Then she also said, however, it is hard for Fox to get Democrats because if you go on Fox as a Democrat, you're now ousted from your own party. So does this not sound like it's turning into a religion? Oh,
1: well, it's definitely a religion. And who better to look at than Dr. Drew? Dr. Oh, Drew yeah. used to have a show Well, Tulsi
0: Gabbard's good because she was a, a Democrat.
1: I know, but back to the media angle, Dr. Drew used to have a show on HLN, which was basically mm-hmm. a subsidiary of CNN or MSNBC. It was a stream left-leaning- It was uh, CNN Headline News. CNN Headline News. And so once he started um, talking uh, out of school, he quickly got banished from all things CNN, even though he had a show on their network for fucking years.
0: And I'm sure she is now. Tulsi Gabbard is probably now considered, you know, because once you step out, outside of the lockstep with the Fuhrer, yep. you will, uh, you will be outed. Um, she basically said, "Yeah, the Democratic Party no longer likes uh, freedom of speech." Well, oh, gee, imagine that. We can only see that a mile away. Yeah, but uh, luckily, and, but people what's are interesting finally starting to wake up to it. Well, we thought the Democratic Party was the anti-war party when we were growing up.
1: Yeah, but. The Democratic Party of yesterday is now it's basically moderate. JFK but, would be a Republican by today's standards.
0: You know, now we got the threat of nuclear war that's as big as. Well, hold on. I, I, a-
1: I want to be fair and balanced. My biggest problem with Fox News, well, not my biggest problem, but one of the annoyances. I've got a lot of problems with Fox News. And I love Greg Gutfeld and I love The Five. Those are the two shows I watch. But yes, the biggest problem they have is they always refer to. They always talk about the media says this. The media, it's like, hey fuckers, you're part of the media too. Quit trying to separate yourself. You, you, well, we're yes. not the news. You're on a channel called Fox News. News is in the fucking name, so stop saying you're not part of the media. You can say, you know, those people. I get it. You don't want to name them by names, but when you're constantly saying the mainstream media or the media is doing this, motherfucker, news is in your name. Fox News. You're part of the media. So, cha- kind of like, would... kind of like my complaint with Adam Carolla lately. Uh, I've actually. Yeah, <laughs> Adam Crow. Bet it's similar to mine. Well, no, uh, I it's listen not, to him forever. I have, and it's not it's not something that's going to make me stop listening. But it just it annoys the shit out of me. He did it again today. So he's always complaining about wokeism and the changing and the possession of the language and changing the language. And I completely agree with him. And he'll have on some people who think the same way he does, specifically people of the his, Hispanic persuasion. One of them is Ed Calderon, who is a great guy. He was a cop in Mexico and uh, worked. He so comes... he's basically got his own little echo chamber going on. No, that's no, not at all. Not, you're not, let me finish my thought. The same and and so he, he complains about the hijacking of the language. And one of the things he points out, especially when he has Hispanics on there, is now that the woke, and usually women, and now it's no longer Latino and Latina. It's Latinx because they're trying that to take. Yes. And so he's always saying, this is so stupid. We're Latinx. And he rails against it, as he should. But then he he integrates it into his fucking vernacular. And so he, he's, he's fucking propping it up and, and justifying it. Today they're talking about the the Latina, a city council member in L.A. who got caught on an open mic talking bad about, about a black kid and a white kid. And so now they're trying to throw her out. And he referred to her as a Latinx. Now, how are you going to start saying that you're tired of people changing the language and hijacking the language and then complaining about and using Latinx as your example and then you integrate it into your normal language? If you're going Uh, to complain about something, don't integrate it into your fucking language unless you're joking about it.
0: I think we're all got a little bit of this in us. We we complain about the things we don't like. And at some point in time, it becomes so ubiquitous that it just kind of naturally Goes into their language
1: yes, but most of us don't do stand like up woke at, but most so, of us fucking don't. can't stand the word woke I know, but most of us don't have an hour long stand-up set where ten minutes is complaining about a p- particular thing and then you that's part of your well, everyday Don, vernacular he does unfortunately in my opinion kind of look at it like a media
0: after fifteen minutes didn't count
1: yeah I guess but uh, <laughs> but anyhow so that's going on in in California um If Florida doesn't have enough problems going on, (laughs) Dateline Tampa, Florida, hoax calls draw large police presence at Tampa Bay schools. Swatting is still going on. Oh, Jesus. All more reason why we should not have cross-platform gaming. Because the only people who can do the swatting are the people on the PC because it's damn near impossible to determine someone's IP address and their location when you're playing with them on Xbox or PlayStation. Tampa Bay, Florida, law enforcement agency investigate multiple possible, quote, swatting calls at schools across Florida Tuesday morning, including the Bay Area. According to the St. Petersburg Police Department, a hoax shooting threat calls were, so now they're giving swatting a different different context, but a hoax shooting threat was called onto the St. Pete Catholic's campus. Authorities responded to the school but said there was no active shooters and no children were in danger. Quote, parents who want to pick up their children Anyway, should go ahead to the shopping center at 9th Avenue North and blah, blah, blah. The department said Pinellas Park High School also had a call that was believed to be a false threat, according to police. Authorities in Sarasota County were also put on alert after suspicious calls were made. Sarasota police officers responded to Riverview High School to assist Sarasota County Sheriff's deputies and Sarasota school officials. In call, law enforcement are conducting searches of the area. In other parts of Florida, Miami-Dade County School Board said there was a hoax call threat about the multiple schools. However, there was no active threat. Helicopter fee- uh, the helicopter feed from NBC affiliate WTVJ showed students gathering outside one of the schools as officers investigated the threat. Meanwhile, in Broward County... The Primbrook Pines Police Department said West Broward High School was put on lockdown after a possible swatting call. However, search of the school showed that no threat secured the location. Quote, we are aware of additional swatting calls which have been affected high schools throughout the area and may be connected to the incident at West Broward High, Primbrook Police said on its Twitter. Boca Raton Police said there was also reports of an armed individual at Boca Raton High School. However, After dispatching numerous officers, police found that there was no evidence of a shooter. So someone is having fun with their auto dialer on a computer somewhere, and this is fucking insane. It
0: is, but uh, going back to Pinellas County just to get the Beavis and Budhead or the inner 12-year-old out of me, Hmm. how often does it just get called Penis County? Never heard it once.
1: Hmm. Uh, Not to be that guy. Oh, uh, back to the hurricane real quick. We get us it. Together. You've been hit by a hurricane. We're all in this <laughs> together. They said. As I said yeah. previously, I got one channel which was in BC, WNBC, and they were floating the hashtag Southwest Florida Strong. Okay, cool. Let's get behind that. Now you would think the hashtag Florida Southwest Florida Strong was some ubiquitous 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 internet hashtag to show that we're all in this together. But this is the media, and, well, the media is the media, and they need a way to track their influence over the public. Now, you're saying, Don, you sound a little bit cynical. How do you know? Because I work in radio. I know. So tonight I was watching Wink News, and they were showing their coverage and their commercials. And it went a commercial break, and that's the first time I watched Wink News in the last 10 days. I usually watch Wink News over NBC News because, well, it's a better news service. And they went to their commercial... And once again, I just thought we we're all in this together, Gordon, because that's what they've been saying. We're all in this together. Hashtag Southwest Florida Strong. But no, Wink News is hashtag Gulf Coast Strong. And I said, oh, wait a minute. We're not in this together. Every fucking media outlet's got to have their own hashtag. Oh, absolutely. They've got to gotta have their, their, their stamp on it, their branding. Now, I complained, and to be consistent, I complained about this after Hurricane Charlie. It drove me fucking nuts. For three and a half years after Hurricane Charlie, Fox News was real bad about this. They would show footage to promote their weather channel about how we're on your side. We're there for you. And for three years, poor bastards in Port Charlotte and throughout would have to see video footage of their homes, their properties, their lives fucking destroyed being used Mm -hmm. as a promo on the fucking news. And I get it. You got to sell your product. But they're already doing it. It's all about branding, man. Branding's fine. You want to use footage of your asshole standing in a creek, pretending like he's being blown away, which you've already saw fucking Weather Channel before the storm. There's the guy, his fucking crash helmet, and his parka, he's flying away, he's holding on. There's people walking their dog in the background. We hear, we see it all the fucking time. You, you think they would learn? No, because they're they're padding their portfolio so the after because a lot of these guys are local weathermen who are, who are being reached out to on behalf of the Weather Channel. And they're padding their hey, portfolio uh, to get a better hey, Mr. market. Mr.
0: Weather douche. I know you've Gosh. applied to. a... You sent us a resume to, to come onto our channel and a bigger market. tell us our expertise. But can you please explain the, uh, this little miming that you've
1: done? Oh, that won't end up in their portfolio. They'll cut that out. Mm. But what bothers me, and uh, NBC is real bad at this, and they got one right now. Once again, you want to show the footage of your weather woman crying. Cool, that's heartfelt. She works for you. She's getting paid. But do you think the people you guys interviewed in front of their fucking dilapidated, flattened-out property who are crying, do you think they knew the rules of media? That whatever you say into that camera, the media company can use whatever way they fucking wish, and this poor woman who's crying because she lost everything is now being shown 38 times a fucking day to promote your news channel?
0: Yeah.
1: I'm sure if you would have said to, hey, Sheila... Can you sign this waiver so we can use this picture of you crying in all of our fucking advertising spots to promote our, our weather station? Possibly. They said that maybe Sheila they did. Sheila would want to got her beak wet, too. Maybe they did, but I doubt it because working in radio, when you call that radio station and you're on the air, you unknowingly signed a waiver. And once you call that radio station, they record you. They can use your phone call for whatever way they want. And I'm assuming the local TV news is the same way. So once you volunteer to go on that camera and give your report, they can use you and all the marketing advertising they want, and they will not give you a fucking dime, quarter, nickel, and or penny. So this poor woman is going to have to turn on the TV eight months from now and relive the day she was sitting in front of her fucking blown-out house crying her ass off because she lost everything just so that NBC can get a few more fucking eyes on their goddamn weather at 6 o'clock. I'm sorry. It's just gross. It, it, that stuff's Never always bothered gross. me. Do you know where the strong slogan came from, by the way? You got know. Boston Strong, you oh, got Yeah, it's just I'm sure some marketing guy came up with it at some point. No,
0: oh, the little Live Strong bracelets back in the uh
1: Yeah, I was saying about that, but I thought we distanced himself after he you know, No, got it's a, it's
0: a continuation. Yep. Boston Strong came on second. I was just kind of thinking about that when you were talking about uh Gulf Coast Strong or out here it's Vegas strong because of the shooting.
1: I want to thank uh, everybody for supporting the What's Your Head podcast. Please do me a favor. Prior to the storm, I had um, a TikToker named Punk's Not Dad on the Failed the Fail podcast, and he is a Canadian gentleman who, uh, after living the party rock-style 90s skateboard snowboard life, and if you guys are skateboarders and snowboarders from the 90s, and you want to relive your life, I strongly suggest you go listen to that podcast because we go through it all. Oh, he woke up one day in the out. forty uh, prior, right around the pandemic, hungover, fat and overweight, kind of like myself. I gained quite a bit of weight during the storm, but he up and decided he was going to quit drinking and change his life. And he actually got back into skateboarding at the age of forty-four. And I asked him, "said so, Well, how do you handle the falls?" And he said, "Believe it or not, with my don't fall." He actually said, "No, now that I got I stopped drinking, and he's also vegan, which whatever." But he said <laughs> since his diet and he stopped drinking and lost weight, he said when he falls, it, it doesn't hurt him that much. It doesn't affect him. So, But it's a really cool interview. We talk a lot about the 90s uh, punk rock music and grown up 80s, 90s skateboard culture, snowboard culture. Um, Spent quite a little bit, bit on that, less than we do TikTok. But go to fail2fail.com or go to fail to fail on your favorite podcast app, especially iTunes and Spotify. Listen to that episode. Um And it's a good one. And please, while you're on the internet, please head over to d-410.com or what's in your head.com. Click on the Patreon link, like, and sign up. It's only a dollar a month. It goes a long way to support what we do here. And, um, I definitely appreciate uh, everybody reaching out. (laughs) The other thing I noticed. Do you ever know what happened to David that was hiking across the country? No. Hmm. I haven't seen a TikTok from him. He's probably working somewhere in Tennessee or somewhere. Um. I think a lot of people use hurricanes as a chance to bulk pick up all the shit that's been in their garage. Right. I've been seeing a lot of front load washers out on the curb, and I doubt they all got fucked up during the hurricane. I just right. I'm seeing stuff like, okay, there's a big wheel from five years ago. People are just offloading their garages, which, by the way, we have free bulk pickup. You just got to call even when it's not that's a hurricane That's kind of, you know, but,
0: sometimes you got spring cleaning. This is uh, post-storm. I'm thing. seeing
1: a lot of... For some reason, they're all front loaders, too. There are a lot of front loader washing machines sitting out on the curb, which I don't get. But um, let's see here. Uh, three or three. Talked about that. washing machines. Yep. Oh, here's something I want to talk about. Hurricane. So we were complaining that um we didn't have power. What the fuck? Where's the power? And then we heard DeSantis went on the air. Mm-hmm. And said, "Hey, LCEC, you need to start accepting outside help." We're like, "Hey, what the fuck?" And so the scuttlebutt was that the reason FPL was getting power back so quickly was because they had brought in all this outside help, and that LCEC wasn't accepting it. And I speculated on a TikTok that now has sixty-five thousand views, and I said it was purely speculation on my part, and I don't know that maybe LCEC didn't want to pay for the extra labor because our co-op they basically buy the power and sublet all FPL shit and resells it. And to be fair, we've had issues with LCEC long before this hurricane, and even in non-hurricane issues, there's even no, there's always problems. Right. But LCEC has come out and said, hold the fuck on. Uh, the reason we don't have power so quickly is because the city of Cape Coral told us they need 48 hours to do their fucking rescue and damage assessment before we activate the power lines. And really? the Cape Coral's like, well, hold the fuck on. We only asked for 24 hours. And I know there's already people asking for the mayor to be recalled because people were pissed. And so let's see if we can get down to the bottom of what really I tell happened.
0: You, I saw your um, sheriff. Yeah. He's a bit of a spaghetti bender, isn't he? Yep. Yeah.
2: uh... 8 days after the storm and power lines like this one are down all over Cape Coral. Tonight we're learning that LCEC might be further along in restoring power to southwest Florida's largest city if not for a case of miscommunication. 24 hours may not seem like a lot of time, but when you don't have power or warm water, it can seem like forever. I'm looking forward to life again. like we're living in a third world country. Jody McConnell's home has mold because of the flooding and now needs to be gutted. I would love for them to have been around here sooner. LCEC didn't start restoring power in Cape Coral until Saturday morning. They said it's because the city requested 48 hours after the storm for the safety of their first responders. They wanted to have their search and rescue operation without the threat of Perhaps live wires. LCC Down. But a city spokesperson tells sense. NBC2 that they only requested 24 hours, not 48.
0: I'm going to be very blunt. I don't know what all this drama is out there that there was a two-day delay preventing anybody from doing anything. I don't know where that is coming from. It's
1: all frustrating when you're misplaced from your home and you have no running water and you have no power. It's an inconvenience for anybody who's living it. That's terrible.
2: McConnell knows that Cape Coral was harder hit than many other areas, but is frustrated knowing that her power might be back on sooner if not for miscommunication. I would love to have my power back. (laughs) That's what I can say. LCEC says they're working as hard as they can to get the power back on in Cape Coral, and they hope to do so by Saturday. Reporting in Cape Coral, Hope Salmon, NBC2.
1: So there's a major thoroughfare coming up behind my road that intersects with another major thoroughfare and I was coming up the other day before I had power back and I saw the pole trucks out there they're putting up new poles it was beautiful. That's got to be exciting. And then I saw a fire truck. And then I saw police. And I realized, "Oh, this is Cape Coral. Things are getting back to normal." Some poor son of a bitch was driving down the street in his lifted Suburban, uh I'm sorry, Silverado, minding his own business. When some dipshit came around the corner and some miniature SUV rear-ended his Silverado, pushed him into a brand-new power pole that was just planted probably 20 minutes before and broke it in fucking half. And I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, they just got this new power pole up. Somebody rear-ended this fucking Silverado. He broke the pole. Now they got to clean up the cars, clean up the mess, dig up another pole, <laughs> replant it. It's like, fucking Christ. People, go home. Get out of the fucking roads. Oh, uh, welcome to Cape Coral. Uh, Yep, so I probably got my power back earlier if people weren't driving around acting like assholes. So have you been enjoying the AC the last couple of days? Yeah, oh, I did want to say, too, Um, I told you about this, Um, I had cleaned up all the shingle particles throughout my my yard and stacked them across the street, and word came down the road that we we're looking at rain this weekend on Sunday, This the storm that I told you caused. No! And so I, you, you're... T- you're Tarps had not shown up yet, and I'd gotten up on the roof and I had one tarp in my garage. I covered up a patch, but then I started walking the the peaks of my roof and there were tile missing, and you could see the plywood and you can see the gaps where they butted together on the peak. Yep. And so I was like, shit, I gotta do something about this. I don't want to water my house. For those of you who ever played Fallout 4 or any sort of post-apocalyptic game where you have to what they call grind and find stuff, that was my life. I was Going through the garage, opening drawers. Ooh, found a box of roofing nails with 75 nails. Add that to the inventory. <laughs> Walked out the street, picking up, okay, this towel, picking up used stacks of roofing shingles. Went back up on my roof, and I was patching not the big areas where you could see the tar paper, but just covering up the areas you could see the The wool, ridge. The, the ridge. P- the and I'm, 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 like, literally living Fallout 4, or fucking Walking Dead, just trying to scavenge anything I can to patch my roof up. It's like, this is fucking crazy. So I spent probably three days on my roof, but it's all good to go, I guess.
0: And until Well, until it actually gets properly repaired. But
1: Well, see, that's the thing Carrie's getting nervous about because she's seeing people on Facebook complain, saying that for some reason, and I won't believe this until... Which, by the way, the day the generator got turned on next door, my neighbor said, hey, my adjuster's coming tomorrow. Do you want me to send him over? So I had an adjuster come over. I sent him my information. I'm waiting for them to call us back, but it's going to be a long road. But Carrie's seeing people on complaining and saying that they're for some, and I don't believe it until I see it. Some people are saying that their hurricane deductible is a lot more than normal deductible and that that their roof claims are not being don't meet the deductible or some bullshit. So we'll see.
0: You think it could be if the, if that is true? Do you think that could be, be the result of the issues with hurricane uh, with the insurance industry in Florida with all the the bad companies that dumped and everything else?
1: I don't know. I got Lloyd's in London because, as I explained to you guys about four months ago, my insurance policy was dumped because they couldn't pay out, and my deductible was like twenty five hundred bucks. But so it's between my, between my fence and my roof. I could probably be over that. I'm sure because... Oh,
0: easily. Your roof's probably... Because you be,
1: can't patch shingles. you got to scrape that shit off and do the whole fucking roof because they have to start at the bottom and work their way... Or top and top work their down. way down. Oh, yeah,
0: it's got to... I mean, a skilled guy might
1: be able to patch, but you still have to scrape off over half the roof. You're not just going to do a 20-foot section. So. Right.
0: Well, they may be able to do a little bit. I've seen it patched before, but I don't know. Yeah, for but at $90 a dollars an hour for...
1: You know, you got six or seven guys up there. It's They're easily tw- going to be, it's easily, and and my fence too is easily going to exceed twenty five hundred bucks. So, but how we'll would your see. cars be if you had terracotta roof tiles? Oh, fucking destroyed! That's five hundred dollars a piece for deductible on those. They both need complete repaint. I was going to ask you. Hey, this is going to help you fix some. Well, I was going to ask you. I'm not going to do it because it'd cost more money. But I was like, hmm. You know, my door jams would still be the old color. I wonder if I should go to that. That uh, Toyota Racing Gray from three years ago. <laughs> oh, you're talking about – it's called cement, yeah. by the way. But yes. no, I think I'll stick with my metallics. I don't have to redo my door jam. Yeah,
0: I mean at that point you just – you know what's funny? And we've talked about this before. It's not even funny. It's true is out here a lot of people still get their cars wrapped. Now you think, well, what about the heat and the dry and you'll never the be able to get it off. But evidently you can. If it is put on properly – Yeah, but got you got to take heat
1: off like three years though.
0: Yeah, but I guess it uh, definitely helps the um, finish on your vehicles out here because everything gets sandblasted and sun scorched.
1: Have you watched any of that Dahmer show on Netflix?
0: You know, i seen that it was done by Ryan Murphy and the guy who's in American Horror Stories playing Dahmer. Yep, does a fantastic – and the dad. Hold on. But I've stopped myself from seeing it because I've heard the stories. I've read the stories.
1: I really don't know if I want to watch a visualization of it. I wasn't sure how I felt about watching it just because, you know, we were around when that shit happened. I was in middle school and uh, there was a lot I didn't know, but we started watching it. And yes, Dahmer's played by the cat who played all the He's great He's been in every of season of Horror American Horror Story. Horror Story. The dad, Evan Peters. The dad, believe it or not. um, If you're a young, old cat like me, you'd remember him first from the dad on Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure but he also played the dad on Fuck, I just went blank because he has so much makeup on you wouldn't recognize him um, shit I just drew blank um, anyhow um, he's a w- well known actor um, mm-hmm. it's, it's a damn good show he, he looks just like Dahmer he sounds like Dahmer I've heard people say that some of the stuff was embellished a little bit which that's Hollywood for you But they really do a good job of talking about all the victim's family, the next-door neighbor who had to smell the shit. I wasn't, because I was in middle school, I wasn't up to speed on him. He actually tried to create zombies by drilling holes in their heads and pouring acid in their brain. I wasn't aware that his father took kind of, felt he was partially responsible because ever since Jeffrey Dahmer was like, seven his dad would take him out and pick up roadkill and they would take him home and dissect him and so at a very young age he was dissecting roadkill.
0: The actor you're thinking of is that Richard Jenkins.
1: Yeah, the guy who plays his dad. He plays in a lot of stuff. Um, plays
0: Lionel. Yep.
1: Yeah. Palmer. I never knew his dad wrote a book. Um but it's a pretty good show. I, I enjoyed it. We finished it yesterday. We started it before the storm. Um so that's a pretty good one. So, and we we got started on season three of 60 Days In when they're in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. We um, only got to two episodes of that. But all in all, are you ready for- 60 from... Days? Yeah. yeah, I've
0: watched 60 Days In. It's actually
1: yeah.
0: addicting. And then there's one of the girls who was the one, uh, her husband was, that was also season there. two. Now I'm now on season Vegas. three
1: now. Huh? Oh, I thought you were talking about season two.
0: No, it's, uh, I think it was, it was one where I thought they were in Indiana and it uh. was- the chick who had the husband who was also there at a different time.
1: Season one, uh, he her was husband, former marine. Yeah, that was season one, and season yeah. one and season two were filmed ten days apart. Yeah, before. Ashley is her name. Yeah, and I'm on she's, season. She's local f- here. I'm on season three that takes place in Atlanta jail, and the people yes. signed up like, "Uh, this ain't what we saw," because they thought they're going to go another some podunk town, and now they're in fucking Atlanta. <laughs> like, oh, uh, this ain't yeah, Clarksville. It's rough. I haven't. It I've is. only seen. Like, Would three you episodes. do that? No.
0: Because I know we've talked about before, and I don't think you've seen it yet.
1: Yeah, no, I, mean, I'm I wouldn't either. because I would be the type, be the one who afraid, and I, I'm sure it's happened, I haven't seen the episode yet, but I'm afraid I'd be the guy who catches charge where my 60 days would quickly turn into five months. Um Now, you would say, well, why would a husband and a wife do that? And they don't talk about it on the show, but as, a, as somebody who's participated in filming, I know what SAG minimums are. And if you notice, all those people, with the exception of Muhammad Ali's daughter, who's not exactly wealthy, they all kind of have something in common. Now, there's no talk of money because there's no prize money, but SAG minimum is $12 an hour. And technically, you're on set 24 hours a day. So you do 60 days in, you're going to come out roughly making about $65,000 before taxes. Just like when you go on naked and afraid, and you're on naked and afraid for 21 days, you think that's twelve dollars an hour, at twelve, 24 hours a day. You're going to come out of there, you know, with about then, thirty and, grand. And
0: there may actually be hazard on top of it.
1: Yeah. And so that that husband and wife who were in there 10 days apart, they probably cleared 120, hundred thirty thousand dollars. Also, but you done. think they were members of SAG? No, but I want. If wasn't, it's a reality. I, I wasn't a member of SAG either, but I got minimum twelve dollars an hour. Right, that, but you were a
0: a background actor, or they're a reality docu series. so yes, I don't know how that
1: works. It's still all the same if they because, for example, if you watch Naked and Afraid, like that came out this season, even though they're uh-huh. in like fucking, they're in like the Amazon. The poor bastard from the third world town who's driving his boat has a fucking COVID mask on because of Hollywood protocols. It's a, These people are out in fucking the jungle. Everybody there has shots, and yet the director, the producer, the medics, and the guy driving the boat all have fucking COVID masks on because they have to follow Hollywood protocols. So, And even if it's not SAG, they still have to get paid the state of Indiana's minimum wage because you're still technically working for the production company.
0: Now, 60 days in, 100% Netflix. No, it's still A&E, isn't it?
1: it was A&E. And so yeah. I'm sure they, you know, $12 maybe, maybe they made $10 an hour. That's still $10 an hour, 24 hours a day. You know, you're still clearing, you know.
0: Here you go. You ready? Let's yep. See.
1: One user of 60 Day in
0: resident, blah, blah, blah. I'll, I'll keep reading. Uh, A&E, one hour shows typically about 375000 per episode. Yeah, because
1: they've got to pay the people who are involved.
0: At most, they're getting paid about three grand an episode. Yep.
1: So, so yeah. Same with that alone show. So yep. Yeah.
0: About fifty four thousand dollars for the show.
1: Yep. Yeah. So yeah. So I was so okay, so twelve fifty is about nine dollars an hour, twenty four hours a day. So you're thinking you know, you're roughly making what, twelve hundred dollars a day, give or take? Yeah, not bad. Before taxes. But you know how long it takes a wife well, wash clean the smell of jail off after Yeah, but like months. let's say you're doing naked and afraid or something, right? And you say, Well how are these people how can they afford to take twenty one days off of work? Well, they're getting paid. They just set their fucking shit to auto-pay, and they come home in 20 days, and they have made more money in 20 days, and most of them making what? eight months.
0: And then most of them probably end up quitting what they're doing anyway to go on speaking
1: engagements and everything else. Yep. So. But anyhow, are you ready for the news?
0: Yeah, it's going to just be a couple of quick ones.
1: And we still don't have a sound of this. We're live from Las Vegas, Nevada. Gordon, Gordon, how are you doing today?
0: I am doing all right. Um, but this lady out of... Fort Myers.
1: Hold on. Programming note. I meant to get this early. We were supposed to have the fine people who took over Beaver Lake Trading Post on tonight, but due to the yes. hurricane. Uh, so we were going to reschedule. They were thrilled that we talked about them on the last episode, that all three of us were together. So probably, hopefully, next Tuesday or the following Tuesday, uh, we're going to have the fine people who've taken over the Beaver Lake, tra- Beaver Lake Trading Post. Is that technically Union or is it- no? It's Big Bone, Kentucky.
0: No, actually, I think it is. It's like on the outskirts.
1: Yeah, I think it's Technically Union, Kentucky. uh, Actually,
0: it's Beaverlick, Kentucky. Yeah. So there you go. Yes, it is a real town, a real name, a real village anyway. Back to the news.
1: Back to the news. You know what the um, difference between a village and a hamlet is? Right. No, technically. You know what the difference between a village and a hamlet, at least over in Europe, is? So that would be Joe Bourne. Um... What is the difference?
0: Three houses? Hamlet does not have a church. Oh,
1: okay. Village does.
0: Fort Myers, Florida. Yes. Why? Well, because it's kind of in the news still, and a lot of people's shit got turned upside down. This is there my new go. favorite
1: wine. It's all I've been drinking the last three weeks.
0: Ashley Garner has given up on ever seeing her wedding ring again. She lost it outside of her Fort Myers home. Just days before Hurricane Ian crashed into the coast of Southwest Florida last Wednesday. Despite enlisting her husband and three young children to help search around their yard and the garage for two days, there was no sign of said ring.
1: How did it fall off her fucking finger?
0: I just accepted it was gone, according to Garner. It uh, was the only thing. It was only a thing. It's replaceable. I just let it go. We knew the hurricane was coming and just kind of said goodbye to the ring. Uh, the family stayed at their home during the storm. Yeah, they did. And went outside the cleanup as soon as it had passed. Yeah, we were about 10 minutes into cleaning. My husband was cleaning up the brush and trees right next to the garage door, and there's a pile of brush and trees. He moved it over one pile, and the ring was right there. So she stoked. Lost the ring pre-hurricane, just a couple of days before, and it was found after that. So, uh very good for them. It was kind of a quickie little story. Russian-Ukraine war.
1: <sighs>
0: Real quick. I, it's like I uh, don't want to talk about it, but shit is getting worse and worse.
1: Have you heard the new tinfoil hat? Well, I'll get to the tinfoil hat story. Um, so we know about the pipeline being blown up. Now the yes. bridge leading from Russia to Crimea has been blown up. Yes,
0: which is interesting because Russia's saying it's Ukrainian terrorist. How are they terrorists when you are the little terrorist who invaded a whole entire country?
1: Because remember to – Oh,
0: we, I'm allowed to attack you, but you can't possibly bloody my nose because that's not right.
1: Well, you we got to remember a week before the storm, Russia officially annexed those areas, making them technically Russian soil.
0: Well, Crimea was annexed in 2014. But still. And then the recent annexation, the world is seeing as illegal. It's interesting. They said, you know, once we annex these, they become part of Russia. If uh, Ukraine attacks us, we can use bigger weapons and nukes. Now they have upped the game with the the missiles. Unfortunately, striking a lot of civilian targets. But man, Kiev just kept coming at them and taking more land back. And I am kind of split on this war. Number one, I, I'm all for helping them out because I don't believe any sovereign nation should be attacked by another. Period. So I don't understand the politics between the two. I've heard. Both sides. I've heard Roger Waters even talk about Russia and how NATO. You know, the West has kind of lied about not expanding NATO. But my thought is, hey, once
1: a country is kind of sovereign, they could do whatever the fuck they want. And so, let's not forget that the whole Biden son scandal involved Ukraine back in the day.
0: Correct. I'm and I'm not real well healed on that either.
1: So I saw this great tinfoil hat story, which is dumb because so we we heard how Biden is trying to encourage all the governors to pardon all people with nonviolent drug marijuana charges, right?
0: I actually have not paid attention to that, no.
1: So Biden came out and said that um he's gonna pardon anybody with federal nonviolent marijuana possession charges and encourages all state governors to do so on state charges. Mm-hmm. And then this came out about two days after the story came out about the United States purchasing two hundred and fifty million dollars worth of radiation sickness drugs. Yeah, this
0: whole new. And so the, tin, the, the, the
1: tinfoil working. hat TikTok people are like, well, you realize so they're releasing all these people from prison who are on non-violent drug charges, and then they bought $250 million worth of radiation sitting in drugs. One thing don't equal because another. Because they need all these people out of prison so they can send them off to war to fight in World War Three. Except for most of the people who are in prison on non-violent drug charges are probably... Over forty because they were all arrested in the eighties, nineties, and early two thousands. So your conspiracy yeah. theory doesn't line up. They're past the age of enlistment in the military to fight World War three. But and nice most dry, true conspiracy hat, theories you can shoot holes in.
0: You know, I actually had to quit watching local TV. The political ads have gotten so bad. How bad? Are so they? often. You'll listen, okay, it's the same one I see, oh, lack salt, don't vote for him. He's going to get rid of uh, abor- uh, the right to abortion, women's health. They're literally saying that, and the thing is, is in Nevada, it's in the Constitution of Nevada for a women's right to choose and now, women's yeah, health is, so he it. can't do that so they're just taking one little snippet of something he said he backed up somebody somewhere and they're using it against him but well, see the problem
1: is political ads aren't meant for people like you no, political ads are meant common for denominator dumb people, people who, don't pay, who don't pay attention which is why we have said on this podcast we do not stand by the policy of encouraging people to go vote If someone has to tell you to remember to go vote two weeks before the election because you live on a rock and didn't see the last campaign ads for the last year and a fucking half, you don't need to vote because you're too dumb to know what the fuck's going on.
0: Well, there is one issue I am voting yes on, and I've not seen a vote no against it. Are you still there? Yep. Okay, the the video stream froze. And it's issue three out here, and it's basically to allow anybody to vote in a primary. It's backed by the vets. I can't vote in a primary. I'm all for it. I Me haven't either. seen a, a, a don't let them vote deal. So I think that's going to go through. My, but my, my stance right that. now is whoever is the majority, especially if they got both houses in Congress, Need I'm going to gonna go. vote against.
1: My only problem with that, and I'm a registered, non-registered, meaning I'm an independent, so I don't get to vote in primaries either, is I don't like this bullshit game where, Republicans will go register as Democrats to go vote for the worst possible candidate in Democrat primary, and the Democrats will register as Republicans long enough to vote for the worst possible Republican and then switch parties. I think that's that's bullshit. that's why this voting,
0: because it doesn't matter what party you're in, you you would be able to vote for whatever. So they could see then how many Democrats, you know, you're actually going to be able to see who voted for whom and what party they were affiliated with. I am so
1: tired of everybody... Especially in the progressive... I'm not going to say liberal because they're not liberals. In the progressive party, turning everything in the fucking race. Oh. So DeSantis went on the news and said, hey... Now, he's Hispanic, right? Sure, partially, maybe, perhaps. I'm sure a family member is. His last name definitely sounds it. He was in the Navy, so he he definitely... That helped. But He, he seems spicy. He I'm went like on the a- news and said, hey... I don't suggest you loot because you don't know what's lurking behind the doors. We are a pro-2A state. And that's all he said. That was his quote. And some black newscaster on MSNBC or CNN went on and said that he was racist. Basically saying that that comment was right out. Of, apparently there was some racist sheriff in Miami in the, in the late 60s who said that when the looting starts, the shooting starts. And so she's saying to him "Who's
0: to say, it's not a person of
1: color. They're defending themselves. Not to mention who's to say it's not a bunch of crackers doing the looting.
0: Hey, I'm, it's an open carry state. Do you know how many, uh, minority people actually see open carry? Which,
1: by the way, if him saying, if you loot, you get shot that you automatically assume the looters are black. You're the fucking racist.
0: Absolutely, and that's and then, the problem.
1: And then, when Kamala Harris went on the fucking news, and, oh Jesus Christ, and uses yeah, the new catchphrase for race equity, because that's the new catchphrase, said that they need to restore power to the poor, the poor, forgotten communities based on equity before anybody else. It's like Jesus Christ. And then there was a, DeSantis was going to do a. a he was doing a news thing, and some left-leaning reporter started down the pipeline. He said, stop.
0: Yeah, I saw
1: that. He said, we're not doing this. I understand you attacking me because it's political season, but that nonsense is attacking all the people on this stage that have nothing to do with politics. Knock it off. Don't
0: politicize every little fucking move. They
1: are, and I was, that's why I didn't want Biden down here. I'm like, don't, don't send Biden down here. I have just, to admit the faces DeSantis was making behind I was Biden. Like, don't send Biden down here because it's just more shit the media is going to use to try to politicize shit down here. And I was saying, well, you know, the reason we didn't get power back so quickly and we dealt this or Norma too 16 days is like, well, the higher income communities got to get their power back quickly because they pay more taxes, and then the the poor neighborhoods that I don't up. really think it works. That well, way. I was just joking saying the poor neighborhoods have to get it back second because Harris and so all the middle class people are left last because the other the two special interest groups got to get taken care of first. Yeah, so yeah,
0: obviously, the world's falling apart on that end. Uh, I think that construction's going to get much worse. Our lead times were already really bad, and now that you're pretty much rebuilding towns. Down in cities, down in in Florida, or you, they will be here in the next year or two, and that's yeah, going to push things. Uh, not feeling real positive about shit right now.
1: This uh, is a public service announcement for all those people who work in the tech industry. I understand that you got to generate random passwords, and most of you all use a random password generator website, and some of these passwords are very adult oriented you know what edging is, Gordon?
0: Who doesn't? That's our age.
1: So we were looking at a password. Especially if you and the old lady are being spicy and you need to last it a little longer. We were looking at a password that was generated by a tech company, a <laughs> quote-unquote random password, and people still follow the old password schedule, which is not what it's... ever Oh, you got to use special characters, capital letters. Now, nowadays they say, no, just use take three random words and squish them together and maybe add a number to the end. This particular password was edging, lick, rotten, poncho. Now tell me those four words probably are on... Why did I get a smell? Yes. (laughs) And even my boss was like, that's a peculiar password. It's got the word edging in it, lick, rotten, and poncho. Somebody went to an adult-based password generator, clearly, but this is a company who's generating passwords for random people. You think maybe edging, lick, rotten poncho should not be a password? Just
0: the thought. Well, you know, it was actually going to be a, a USSY word, but they
1: decided
0: to change it to poncho at the last
1: minute. Poncho sounds worse. I'm sure... I'm sure we can go on like. Uh, Why am I thinking Dirty Sanchez? Exactly. I'm sure. (laughs) For fun, let's just go to Urban Dictionary and type in "Rotten Poncho." I'm sure it has a. I'm sure somebody came up with a definition. Urban Dictionary, Rotten Poncho. Sorry, we cannot find Rotten Poncho. Oh, that's because there's a backspace in there. Hold on. Rotten, pont, rotten Poncho. Well, Poncho itself
0: mm-hmm. is, uh, hold on. There's a bunch of etymologies.
1: Cool ass Hispanic friend. <laughs> Always looking out for you
0: but uh, ponchoing is the art of charming your way out of a situation after fucking up mm-hmm. such as my mother. I called my mother a bitch before I knew it. I was ponchoing my way out of trouble. Yeah, so. Poncho Mexican rebel, revolutionary, fearless leader, strong, not to mess with lover of women, loved by women, patriotic family man
1: feared. One of my favorite and taco the, joints in town is taco poncho and they have pictures of Poncho Villa all over that place. Uh. Anyhow, back to the news. That's it, man. I
0: don't have much. I knew it was. we were
1: running long this today concludes anyway. This the
0: evening uh, news.
1: And now back to the ACT Computer Studio in Cape Coral, Florida. That's going to wrap it up for this episode of the What's In Your Head podcast. Once again, thank you guys so much for your continued support. If you want to support the channel, head over to com. click on, sign up for the Patreon link, or maybe go buy a t-shirt, a nice Suck It Up Buttercup t-shirt or Times We Live In. Get yourself the Second Amendment shirt and... Mm. um support that bad boy proudly use the promo code I LISTEN. all capital letters all one word i'll save you like five dollars but thank you guys for the continued support it's getting late i'm getting tired and i got a headache so thank you guys so much and we will talk to you all next week and please go check out the fail to fail podcast at fail to fail.com or your location of your favorite podcast and we will talk to you all next week this has been a digital 410 production <laughs>